Welcome along, everybody, to the IWO podcast. This week, I am joined, as always, by what's your name again? I completely forgot. <laughs> My name, the the name you gave to me at uh, the last pay per view, which was Survivor Series, is yep. Spaffy Knob Wobble. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my name's Reese. Welcome along to the IWO podcast. Let's get right into this because mixed bag this week. Yes. Once again. Um it was a little bit better than last week for one of the shows. The other show continues to be perfection, but we'll get into that right now as we start with Monday Night Raw. Yeah. We open up Monday Night Raw with a match. It is uh Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus Naya and Tamina. But before the match can start, it's interrupted by the Riot Squad. They bring out a table, and it all ends in a really cool kick, actually. Um, you have Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan holding on to Natalia's legs. Ruby Riot hits an amazing super kick, and they just drive her through the table from the apron. It looked really cool. That kind of puts her out of commission. Yeah. And then uh, the match never happens. We see the end of that match later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently Natalia's injured. Ah, is that why they did this? This is why they did this, I think. <laughs> right. Just to write her off. Which is... is There is a disturbing amount of people that are injured on Raw at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Raw is not going well for injuries. Um, But... <laughs> as it goes for this segment, I thought this segment was one of the more entertaining of the night. <laughs> yeah, um... Oh, I really don't know how I felt about this. No. Because I skipped a lot of Raw this week. Yeah. A lot. I, mean, I think it took me an hour and 15 minutes to get through a three-hour show. I mean, the the, the one thing, without looking through the, the summary of Raw, I can think of is, um, is the Dean Ambrose segment. Yeah. I, we'll get to that, but... For now, uh, Raw opened was okay. It got worse. Because last <laughs> yeah. week, we had an awful, awful, awful Q&A segment between uh, Alexa Bliss, who was hosting the segment, and Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, yeah. They were taking do- questions from the crowd, <laughs> and someone looked at that segment and thought, you know what was wrong with this? We had not enough questions from the crowd. <laughs> this week, we're going to have like five um, there was questions, they all sucked, and it basically was just there to tease a women's tag title. Yeah. Um, I don't know who looked at that segment last week and thought, I know, we'll do it again this week. <laughs> yeah. It's... Also, Bailey and Sasha look like complete morons, because they're like, oh, what is your aims in the women's division? They don't go, I want to be women's champion. They go, I want a title that doesn't exist. What? Why? Yeah. It's, it's just like... It's the, just stupid. They're, they're building up to something that may or may not happen. <laughs> Imagine if Finn Balor came out and said, I want to be the WWE Champion of Ireland. Everyone go, that's not a thing that exists. <laughs> Why is that your aim? But to be in fairness, I think you probably get quite a bit of a pop from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get get the get the Irish I mean, Championship. I out. mean, Bailey and Sasha, uh, unfortunately, have been destroyed 
into the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very unfortunate because they're part of the the four horsewomen of WWE. And it's sad to see where they are now. They don't even use them. Yeah. Really, week on week, apart from being beaten up by Alicia Fox, Mickey James, and Dana Brooke. <laughs> <sighs> there, there was another fault here. Um, d- during the at the end of the Q and A segment, out comes Alicia Fox, Mickey James, and Dana Brooke, and they kind of hover on the ring. And Alex is like, "No, it will not end like this. <laughs> I will have order." There's a tag match. There'll be Sasha and Bailey versus Alicia, Alicia Fox and Mickey James. Dana, you can kind of stick around if you want. Yes, Dana Stradabrook is getting fired soon. It's like, why else would they treat her like this? I don't, I, I don't know. Um, like one minute on Starcade, she was, um, she was face. She was teaming yep. up with, in a team with, with Bailey, and Bailey and Sasha, and then the. <sighs> On the Monday, they uh, she she went and beat them up. Maybe 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 they've said something. You know, like you, you know when Rey Mysterio presses his head against a little kid, so it's like Bailey and Sasha <laughs> whispering something, to, whispering something to Dana Brooke. She'll explain one day. Yeah, I wish you could say between... that on this podcast, but unfortunately, <laughs> in between tags, do something with your life, Dana Brooke. <laughs> And that's it. That's why. That's why she's doing something now. She's just yeah, reappeared, yeah, beating him up. It's the only thing she can do. Uh-huh. Okay. It, it's it's really annoying because of how badly um, that the bad condition that Raw Women's Division is in at the moment yes. compared yes. to uh, both uh, SmackDown. And NXT. <laughs> well, look, you cannot compare the main roster to NXT because that's just not fair. But SmackDown have made it so that the championship is interesting, but so are all the other women. Even like at the minute, there is only one women's storyline basically on SmackDown, but all of the women are kind of involved. But not yeah. like if all women were involved in a Raw Smack Raw uh, storyline, it would be all of them saying a promo. Whereas this is kind of like. All women are involved because they all want to be champion, but they know that they have to earn their spot. Yeah. And it's, it's just a good story. We'll get to SmackDown later, and we'll be happy. <laughs> well, oh my god, it gets so worse! Oh no. Have you Up have, next, have you looked... it's Dawson versus the Lucha House Party. Oh uh, my god! Uh, I, uh, I can't... I don't know why this is a thing. So he comes down and he goes, right, we have had it with Lucha House Party rules. They're not a real thing. Stop it. We're going to have a one-on-one match right now. One of you versus me. I'm going to show you how a real match looks like. And they go, yep, okay. Then they get in the ring and it's a three-on-one handicap match. (laughs) You know, I, I actually laughed this week because of how stupid it is. It's they've done it three times in a row now. It's just like, oh, yep. uh, we're going. This match will be Lucha House Party rules, but there's yep. no point. They're beat. <laughs> the You'll never guess who won. The heels. <laughs> You'll never guess who won, James. Bringing Lucha House Party again. Yes, that's right. It's the one with two other people on their team compared to the one man. Oh, what? what's the point? I don't want to discuss. The this only good thing. Crap. 
Now, there's one good thing to come out of this, and it is the Revival's petition on Twitter. <laughs> they have received thousands of signatures to ban Lucha House Party rules, and I hope they come out next week with a big, long list of names of people who have signed this thing to get yeah. rid of Lucha House Party you know rules. I haven't signed it, uh, but after this podcast, I'm going to sign it. Go sign you... it. The friggin' revival are the, the underdogs in this story. <laughs> Not like listening to Michael Cole because Lee Charles Park, they're just having a good time. Oh, just rubbish, rubbish. Three on one handicap match, having a good time, beating no. up a man. No. <laughs> uh, uh, the next, the next three times, three times that's happened now. It's not any more entertaining. Next, we have Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night. That was quite good. Oh yes. Uh, Baron Corbin's in the ring and he calls out Drew. They show a lovely video package of all Drew McIntyre highlights, and then uh, Corbin gives them a present, and it's a gold medal because Aww. Drew McIntyre has killed Kurt Angle. <laughs> Raw needs a new gold medalist, and that is Drew McIntyre. He's very happy with his medal, but he gets interrupted by his tag team partner, Dolph Ziggler. Dol- who's like, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? We We're friends? And then they have a wrestling match. <laughs> See, I, 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 think, I didn't mind this. I, I thought it was a pretty good segment. Yeah, I, I quite like that they have given closure to this, because Drew kind of is like, no, I never liked you. I used you to get to this position. Also, I carried you for months. Yeah. Which was good stuff. And then they have their match. Finn Balor appears. <laughs> Causes a bit of a distraction with the ref, then it attacks Drew when the ref's back's turned, which is a very heelish thing to do. Dolph Ziggler hits him with a super kick, and Dolph Ziggler gives Drew McIntyre his first loss since his return to the main roster. His first singles loss. Yeah. Which is, I I think I think I think it's um, because a lot of people didn't like this. But I didn't mind it because it was due to the assist of Finn Balor. Yeah, he didn't lose clean. He still has the thing about him, but it makes him... He can lose now. Yeah. Because I think undefeated streaks, if they become a thing, are very difficult to end. You can't end them in a satisfying way. No. So I'm glad that this he lost before he's undefeated became a thing. Yeah. Because I think Ronda Rousey is going the way of she's undefeated. And that's not going to end well. No, it's um, especially in <laughs> of uh, what we've already stated, the condition of the women's division on Raw. <laughs> yes. I'm still looking forward to Liv Morgan taking that title off. Right? <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's, it's the only way they can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, Dolph was the right guy. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that they have split these up properly. They haven't just gone... Oh yeah, they're they're not friends anymore. Off screen, um, yeah, good stuff. Drew McIntyre. I don't know what they're doing with him. They've announced that him and Finn is a match that is taking place at TLC. I'm excited for the match. I think it'll be really good because both guys are extremely talented. Yeah. I just don't know why we're doing it. Uh, well, it's 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 all about Baron Corbin's faction versus. Oh yeah, big lads. It's the big lads too versus whoever doesn't agree with them, right? Apparently, look, it's just this time of year is very difficult because we've 
finished SummerSlam, we finished Survivor Series, and we just had to get to Royal Rumble. So this, every year, around about this time of year, we get a lot of rubbish, because we just spinning our wheels. I know, but compared to SmackDown... <laughs> oh yeah, good point. SmackDown can do it. SmackDown SmackDown's do it. not slowed down. No. The wheels right. are still rolling! <laughs> um, there's my... I've lost the ukulele. Oh. Ah, there it is. One second. It's on the other side of the room. What? Oh, God, I have to stand up. Sorry, everyone. Uh. Gotta put my headphones back on. There we go. Right. It's time to walk with a Lewis. Walk with a Lewis. Uh, Elias is out there. He's doing his elias thing. But he gets interrupted by Booby Lashley. <laughs> Booby Lashley. <laughs> who shows us all his favourite pose. His which friggin' is... ass. <laughs> <laughs> Elias has had enough of this. And he storms the ramp to attack them both. They both run away. But then Finn Balor appears. And uh, <laughs> he throws... It's very much a topic of the night. Yeah. Oh, just Finn Balor appears out of he f- nowhere. He throws Leo Rush onto the ramp and uh, Elias hits him with the guitar. And that ends this. We have also this week announced on Twitter that um, Elias and Bobby Lashley have got a match at DLC. Not looking forward to it. I don't know why this feud is the longest feud of the year. I think it's rivaling Dolph and Seth at this point for just... It keeps on going. Well... The first time Bobby Lashley and Elias faced off, they were the complete opposite of people. Yeah, yeah, they were... Well, Elias was the heel, Lashley was the face. Now I think they are the right way around. (laughs) But I still don't want to see this match. You don't want to see Bobby Lashley try and beat up Elias? No. Or do you want to see the other way around? Elias might win, you know. I think he might win. I think he could win. I mean, he almost won um, last time if it wasn't for Leo Rush. I think he might just do it because everyone loves him and no one cares about Bobby Lashley. At this point in time, quick prediction, what will Bobby Lashley be doing at WrestleMania? Uh, He will be in um, uh, the Battle Royale. Uh, yes, that's exactly Andre what the... I thought. <laughs> <laughs> he will be in the Andre the Giant Memorial which is, Battle Royal. Which is very... which is. He beat Roman Reigns. <laughs> he did beat Roman Reigns. And I can't believe it anymore. It's no. been... How long? It's only a couple of months, isn't it? Maybe two or three months, yeah. It's probably been more than that, but... Yeah, but he, he beat Roman Reigns clean. He nearly faced Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. He wants, still wants to face Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and now he shows everyone his bum, and he probably won't win the Memorial <laughs> Battle Royal. Whereas Elias, on the other hand, I could strongly see him being in a multi-man match for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Well, do you? I think that may be his position. But Lashley... Yeah. Well, Enjoy the Battle Royal, buddy. Since they first met... Um, Elias has gone up, and Elias <laughs> and uh, Bobby Lashley has 
It's gone down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I almost feel sorry for Bobby Lashley, but he's just not he's good. Boring. The See, the thing is, <laughs> on Mix Match Challenge, he's great. Keep on that team forever. <laughs> Do you want to talk about a man who wheezes a lot? Oh, it's not this. We have now got a singles match <laughs> between Poppy Rude and Drake Maverick. Interesting thing about this match, they do their entrances. Bobby Roode does not wear his robe because apparently he only owns one. Even though we know a that's a one. lie. It's all, he's got a white one somewhere for special And occasions. a black one. He's got lots of different ones. But no, he only has one and it's currently covered in wee. Um, so... I'm sticking in the water. I don't know. Uh, I was actually quite interested by this match because we know that Drake Maverick slash Rockstar Spud is good. We know Bobby Roode is good. I think they have. They probably wrestled before on the Independence scene. I would be surprised if they hadn't. But I thought this match was going to be really good. But then I remembered that WWE don't see Drake Maverick as a wrestler. They see him as a manager. So it was very predictable, but didn't last long because we cut backstage and the officer paying a beating up Chad Gable. Corbin appears and says, actually, this is a three-on-two handicap match. Off you go, run away. Rude tries to hit the glorious DDT. He just hits it and goes for the cover as the officer pain are coming out and break up the pin, which I thought was a really good moment. Uh, then see Chad Gable slowly hobble his way out, but it's too much. Officer pain, beat him down, win the three on two handicap match. But this three on two handicap match is not fair according to Michael Cole. But the Lucha House Party versus the Revival, that's completely fine. The dogs are angry. <sighs> it's just another chapter in. It's chapter five. 1,220 in the war against the authority <laughs> Baron Corbin yeah he was just wrecking things he's quite I, I like Baron Corbin I do I, I, like I liked him a lot when he first came into this position liking it a bit less now because he's just doing the same thing over and over again it's I liked get- it with Angle it's getting a bit depressing yeah <laughs> which um I think it, they've done it a bit too much now, and it's just getting just to that point of, well, why should we care? <laughs> yes, the only thing going through my head is, look, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be on the road to Royal Rumble, and I like that, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown will probably be good, but... Yeah. Dean Ambrose is up next, and he's dressed as Bane. Um... He has a new theme, which is his old theme with a siren. <laughs> he I hope that's a... not permanent. I really, it really annoyed me. <laughs> he delivered a promo just saying how much he hates Seth Rollins. But he also hates germs. Now, looking at Twitter, a lot of people didn't like this. No. But I really did. And I, don't, I like the look. With the yeah. gas mask and the big jacket. And I think the promo that he cut, the bits where he's talking about Rollins, were really good. Yeah. I think this has potential. Why is he a germaphobe now? Um, I don't know. Because like, he's supposed to be a lunatic. He's yep. supposed to be a smelly... Um, he doesn't... Like, he used to come out with a flipping sweat tank top. Yeah, he used to like sleep in bins or whatever. 
now he hates germs. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe he's trying to clean up his image and he's turned bad guy because of it. It's just the why. Yeah, so much potential. I think they are. <laughs> I think they will drop the germ thing. Yeah, because I don't know. If, I don't know if that's me hoping or me thinking, but I, eventually they may drop the germ thing because it's really bad. Just let him be insane. He can keep the gas mask and the jacket and the siren. Just let him be insane. I think. I think they're trying too hard. That like, yeah. This this feud writes itself. Yeah, it's Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, and it's probably going to be good. Uh, well, I hope it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't need any of this convoluted. Oh, I don't like germs anymore, so I'm going to have three injections because all the audience are smelly. Yep. <laughs> it's um. It's just not needed at all. No, no. It's put nothing into the feud at all. No. Well, Seth Rollins comes out and there's a bit of a brawl and he takes out all Dean's minions and then the brawl was good. But I just, I, just, I want to see the match now. I don't, I don't like any of this. No, no. Um, I mean, it, the promo was fine. But it just didn't need... It could have just been Dean Ambrose coming out as Dean Ambrose. It's not friggin' Bane. (laughs) I think he's going to win at TLC. You think... Well, you think he's going to become Intercontinental Champion? Yes. Is that a prediction you want to lock in right now? (sighs) Ah... No. No, you're not looking at giving a bit of room to manoeuvre there. Yeah, because you never know. <laughs> Remember what happened last time you locked in a prediction? The man got taken out of the match. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Ambrose is going to be replaced by Apollo Crews. Because he's got a cold. Um, um, up next is something I liked as well, but I think everyone hated. It's Heath Slater versus Rhino. Yeah. Um, they were a tag team. They were the first ever SmackDown Live tag team champions. They're kind of been doing nothing for a while. Heath Slater has been very vocal on social media about how he's just doing nothing. So this match was put together. It's a job versus job type thing. Loser gets fired. Nice little thing. They came out together. They did their tag team entrance for this singles match. Really like that. It was a very short match. Rhino dominating for most of the short match. And then he's like, his one neck breaker pins Rhino. Rhino has been fired. Uh, <laughs> after the match, uh, Corbin is like, yeah, Heath, you're, you're hired, but not as a wrestler. You're now a referee. Now, I don't like that Rhino got pinned after one move and the match was too short. And, you know, Rhino getting fired, I guess, is kind of sad, but he wasn't doing anything anyway, so it doesn't matter. But Heath Slater as a ref, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, I would, I fully endorse this. <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing where this goes. I want Dude, him unless to it goes ref every match. No, it's like, it should be, for the first few weeks, Heath Slater is just a ref like everyone else. Commentary don't even mention it, he's just there, he counts the pin, he counts to ten when they're outside the ring. And then just one day he just flips or something. I don't know. But I like Heath Slater ref. I think this could be good. 
Do you, th- do you think it's actually going to continue, or do you think this was a nothing segment just to break up Rhino and Heath Slater? Well, I guess they don't—they don't need to break up Rhino and Slater. I guess Rhino wanted to go do other things, so they just went, "Okay, here you go. We'll give you a match here to make you say goodbye or whatever." Yeah. I want Heath Slater to referee the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> the Universal Title, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar versus whoever it may be. I want the ref to be Heath Slater, so he can say I was in the main event of WrestleMania. Well, you know, he's it's had experience with Brock Lesnar, you know. Yeah, he's uh, been suplexed and fired and punched in the face. Punched in the face, and he's got kids and <laughs> he's got but kids. I, he needs a job. Now I don't know if I'm falling into the same trap because I get I lots of things happen on Raw and I go, ah, oh, this could be good, and it is just, just awful. For example, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, but. You know, I'm on board. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yes. But are you looking forward to seeing what the next thing goes? Because the next thing, Reese, is Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal. Finn Balor appears. (laughs) (laughs) For the third time of the night. And he has a match against Jinder. And I think Finn won? Finn won, yeah. Okay, up next, we've got the main event. <laughs> Was it the, the main, main event? event? Uh, I don't know anymore. Because it's Ronda Rousey and Ember Moon versus Yeah, Ember Moon event. replaces Natalia. I can't believe this was the main event. Why, James? Because it was rubbish? Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, what would you right, pick another segment from the show that you prefer to be in the main event uh, just having a bit of a scan uh, Heath Slater versus Rhino should have main evented you're right Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre good point yeah I think they could have ended that like Dolph Ziggler wins oh my god and then end yeah, especially if commentary had... Did commentary play up that Drew had never lost? No. No, I didn't feel they did. But there you go. Which usually means that WWE haven't picked up on it. <laughs> no, they, they haven't realised that he's undefeated. It's like The Undertaker's streak for like the first 13 or 14 WrestleManias. That WrestleMania 15, like... That's not WrestleMania 15, that is 15 WrestleMania. Like, oh, he's undefeated, by the way. Never <laughs> lost. It's just an accident. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah so this match is okay yeah it's not helped by the fact that Nia Jax and Tamina aren't very good but there we go what are you going to do but I'm I'm, I'm just not invested anymore I uh, uh, Nia Jax comes out every week and she's she's not really good at promos at all and Ronda Rousey is falling into the pit of boring babyface, and they want to be careful because the fans have been looking for a reason to turn on Ronda Rousey from the minute she walked in through the door. And if they make her boring, I hate it when people boo Ronda Rousey because I think she's absolutely amazing. But more and more people are doing it, and well, I don't like well, it. Well, they turned on a, a Survivor Series. Yep. Yes, make her a badass. Charlotte had a heel turn. Right in front of everyone's eyes. <laughs> but the thing is, this happened to Charlotte a few months ago when she was facing Becky. 
everyone was booing Charlotte. Boo the woo. Even when Charlotte and Becky went in the same ring, they were still booing Charlotte because they loved Becky so much. Since Charlotte's turned heel, everyone loves her again. Yes. So don't necessarily turn her on to heel, but just give her an edge. Make her feel like the badass that she is. I mean, when you look at Ronda, compared... Right, I know it's, I, I know it's unfair to compare stuff on NXT to the main roster, but... Shayna Baszler. Oh my god. Compared to Ronda Rousey's character. Shayna feels more dangerous. Yeah. And she's not, but she does. Yes. Because Shayna will, Shayna will hurt you. Ronda will kind of just like have a chat with you and then hurt your arm. And look at you funny. Yeah. But the thing is about the, the Ronda's arm bar is she puts it in for like three seconds and you tap out. And it's like, that's sort of like, oh, because it's so painful. Ronda should put Nia Jax in the arm bar next week on Raw, not in a match. Just yeah. do it. Nia taps out instantly and yes, Ronda keeps it on. And then all the refs come out and try and separate and like, nope. And then Nia Jax comes into TLC with her arm and Ronda just rips her arm off. <laughs> just make her that kind of person who's just complete psycho will just destroy you because she can. You know that you should be fear some, Ronda Rousey. Some quite good booking there, Reese. You could just oh. turn Ronda Rousey into some kind of psychopath. But yeah. anyway, they're not going to do that. <laughs> no, no, she's too marketable. She can't like ripping people's arms off. But uh, <laughs> just make her feel like a badass. Make her feel like she could legit hurt anyone because she legit can. What are they going to do when the three other horsewomen of MMA come up to the main roster? Yeah, because right now you can't see Shayna and Ronda being friends. Well, because they're all heels down in NXT. Yeah. And Ronda's a baby face. But like, yeah. on NXT, when we see Ronda, she's also a heel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that Ronda will turn heel. Eventually, I think maybe after WrestleMania. Yeah, but right now it's not the right time. Um, they are doing a good job at NXT though, introducing all the horsewomen. Yeah, obviously they've done a great job with Shayna, and they're slowly in- introducing Jessamine Duke and the other one. The other one, I've I've also forgotten the name. Maria Sharapova. Maria- I think the main thing is we know they're there. They know yeah. we, their presence is felt. <laughs> yeah, they've kind of just become Shayna's lackeys, but I imagine they'll have more and more time when they've become more and more trained. Yeah. And to be honest, the four, four horsewomen of MMA is very similar to the four horsewomen of wrestling because two of them are really entertaining and the other two don't do anything. So, in a way, this feud is is perfect. Yeah. It's like mirror image. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Raw. Let's move on. It's SmackDown Live, <laughs> where the, the where the land is a little bit brighter. Yes, we open up with a contract signing by the greatest GM of all time, Paige. She's had two contract signings now, and no one has gone through a table. She's very good at her job. It's amazing, isn't it? This contract signing takes place between Charlotte, Asuka, and Becky Lynch for their title match at TLC, which I cannot explain how excited I am for. It's going to be great. And if it isn't great, I'll cry. Um, <laughs> I'm really the basis of what... Ah, oh, same. The basis for this promo, though, these guys talking, is 
Becky's saying, I'm the man, I'm the champ, everyone's eating up because she's amazing. Asuka's thing is that if Becky had chosen her to face Ronda, Asuka would have beaten Ronda. Yeah. And Charlotte comes in and says, Oi, you, I beat you at WrestleMania. I'm better than you. What makes you think that you could beat Ronda? Then Asuka shouts some stuff in Japanese, which is just the best, because it doesn't matter what she says, she looks like a maniac, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, it all ends with Ron- uh, Becky just walking away. She just goes, all right, see, see you at TLC, everyone. Sign the paper. Yeah. And then Charlotte's like, I'll beat you. I'll beat all of you. <laughs> you can't come. I'm going to win. Come back. Come back here. Uh, it also sets up a match between Asuka and Charlotte facing... I put Absolution on my notes. They're no longer Absolution. It's Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. The former members of Absolution. Yes, minus Paige. Um, I thought this was a really good match, actually. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte accidentally kicks Asuka. Was it an accident? Was it not? Who cares? She did it. Um, and then Asuka just runs in and kicks bloody Charlotte's head off. <laughs> <laughs> it causes Sonya Deville to get a pinfall victory over uh, Charlotte Flair. Sonya and Mandy pick up the win. See, we talk about the women's division on Raw compared to SmackDown. Here we have three of the best women in the whole of WWE going towards this title match. But also we give time to build up Sonya and Mandy. Because Sonya last week looked incredible in that Battle Royal. Yeah. She looks incredible again here. Her t- her dynamic with Mandy Rose is really good because Mandy is the mouth, whereas Sonya is punching you in the face, and it works really well. But then we also have people like Naomi and the Iconics. They all have their own individual characters, and they all have... You think that any one of them could win a match at any time. Yeah. It's great stuff. And it's just the women's division on SmackDown I mean, is I was, unbelievably I- good. I, when they when they came out and uh, um, and Mandy was talking, I I, I was thinking that uh, you know these these two these two women improved loads. Oh yeah, since, since coming to the main roster, being on Raw, and then being in Absolution, and then the breakup of Absolution as well. There was a while when they didn't really do anything. But yeah, now they're doing. It's like the same with Carmella. Carmella didn't really do anything. She was Mrs. Money in the Bank. Then she got that title. And from the minute she got to the title to the minute she lost the title, her talent just exploded. It was She she is amazing. Yeah. At the moment, she's kind of doing this stuff with our truth But I think... Here's an early prediction for you. Carmella will win the Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania this year. <laughs> That's my... Early prediction. That's your early prediction for WrestleMania, yep. which is in a how many pay per views type? <laughs> uh, one, two, four. Are you <laughs> locking? You are you locking this one no, in? No, <laughs> I'm lock it in. She might get injured, or the battle royal won't happen. <laughs> I don't know. But that's my early prediction for that one. I'd like to see her because we love Carmella on this show. Yeah, and yeah, she's first, just great. First best wrestler in the uh, in of the no, world. that's Shane McMahon, the best wrestler in the world. Oh, oh. I, I'm but sorry, she was the Shane. first, Very first sorry. ever wrestler of the week, Carmella. Nice stuff. Uh, up next, though, we have Cesaro versus one of the Usos versus Xavier Woods in a triple threat match. This is building up their triple threat match at TLC for the tag titles. I hope they put a ladder match in that because it will just be the best. This match, though, was also the best. It was so much fun. 
These three guys are amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, highlight of the match, Cesaro gives the Uso the swing whilst Xavier Woods is on his shoulders. Yeah, it was it was quite amazing. Have have you seen the uh the Twitter video that Seamus has Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh it was just great fun. And yeah. it was a great match. Like we do, we very rarely have like good triple threats on the uh on main T V. Yeah, on on pay per views triple threats always deliver. On main TV programmes, normally triple threats are kind of just like, everyone do They're your just finisher. Like, just, just like, bang, one, two, three, done. Yeah. Like, I, there was a time, a few years ago, where if there was a triple threat on a pay-per-view, it was match of the year. Yeah. Like, we had Brock and Cena and Seth Rollins in a triple threat at Royal Rumble, and it was just the best thing ever. But what this match really got me thinking about was how good Cesaro is. Yes. And I think maybe it is time for the bar to go their separate ways. Oh, but they're still champion, Reese. Yeah, you I think... think once they lose the title, I'm not saying they're going to lose titles at TLC. Oh, you could just lock think... that one down. No, as well. no, 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 no. <laughs> but I think once they lose the titles, it may be time for them to go their own separate ways because they are an amazing team. And I think the story of this team is fantastic. From the start where they were feuding, Mick Foley put them in the best of seven stuff. They became the team, they hate each other. Yeah. They then started to like each other. They've won like five tag team titles in three years or whatever it is. They, they, they all go down as one of the greatest teams of all time. I swear to God, they're, they're amazing. But they're both amazing at single stuff too. And I think the audience needs to remember that. I, and Cesaro I, is one of the most underutilized single guys of all time. Yeah. I mean, I so, don't want them to like... like the way I think they should do it uh, is the way that probably they won't do it, but I'm going to say it anyway because I I kind of don't want them to break up and then they just go the single routes anyway. How how about this? Let's say they hold the titles till WrestleMania and they lose the titles of WrestleMania to like Sanity or whatever. Yeah. Then the next week on Raw or SmackDown is the Superstar Shakeup. And Sheamus goes to Raw, Cesaro stays on SmackDown. There's a nice little hug backstage or whatever as they go their separate ways. They split up the team, don't need the whole feud, they're still good buddies, but they are now singles guys. Yeah, I would be fine with that. Because, I mean, I think this team could be a very much... It's, it's one one of the, the greats of the modern era. Yeah, the, the I bar. think they are amazing. The bar are incredible. Yeah, it's, they've been so entertaining. And how long? It's been 2016, which they, when they. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Two, yeah, more than two years. Yeah, and they, they, weren't, they weren't even supposed to be a team. I mean, come on. Yeah, they had a really good run. Yeah, like I know I talk a lot about when the new day should break up, but I think the bar should break up before the new day. Yeah, and the Usos should never break up, ever. No, because the Usos are brilliant. That would be really bad. Imagine if the Usos broke up and became singles, guys. I would be so sad. <laughs> oh, it's Jimmy Uso now. No, you saw Jay Uso before. This is a different <laughs> one. <laughs> so I wouldn't know which one was which. I have no idea which one competed in this match. <laughs> oh, I can tell you this, Reese. It was yeah? 
Jey Uso. Jey Uso, thank you. Do you know one of the Usos has competed in a Royal Rumble match and the other one hasn't? But I don't know which one it is. Oh. Maybe they just take turns on their single stuff. Like, oh, you have the Royal Rumble this time and then mm-hmm. when when the next time comes for mm, a single, it's, it's my go. <laughs> I'll be in the Money in the Bank match. You can you can have the Rumble. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all fair. <laughs> Up next is Ms. TV with special guest, the new Daniel Bryan. Every week, I love to hate him more. Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion, is an eco-warrior. We've known this for quite some time. He makes it abundantly clear this week, though, because The Miz is trying to get Daniel Bryan to admit that The Miz was always right. About everything he said, about how you need to do anything to win because Daniel Bryan kicked AJ Styles in the balls to win the WWE Championship <laughs> uh, Brian does not admit that Miz was right but he says he committed one sin to achieve his dream but all these people are fickle they com- they're, they're fickle. fickle fickle they commit sins every day they're drinking out of plastic bottles that kill seals they're killing trees they're <laughs> The, the, I don't know. They're using plastic straws. They they don't recycle efficiently. They don't eat plants. He it's you know it's good stuff. He, he he said it a lot better than I did. The standout moment from this though is Daniel Bryan. His title now has no side plates. No, maybe is he gonna have some new ones? I hope it's, not. His whole entrance has <coughs> changed. Yeah, he just has that DB, and it looks really bad. So I hope yeah. that's not his side plate. I would love to see it. Daniel Bryan, for his entire run, just has the empty slot where side plates should be. <laughs> I think that would be great. He's just like, no. These are my side plates. Me having no side plates are my side plates. <laughs> but, you know, it's quite good, because a lot of people on Twitter was like, the Yes movement is dead, but you have Yes, Yes, Yes on the side of your title. This week, he's like, he pulls around his pockets and goes, these, they're gone. All gone. It's dead. Yes, good stuff. No, no good more stuff. yeses. I, I really love this segment, because it was kind of like, because obviously, Daniel Bryan's heel now. and mm-hmm. he, he was out-healing out the Miz. Yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And like, the, Miz the Miz, the Miz face is at like, this point. No, he's not. He's just, he was kind of like, he was completely confused. He was like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, AJ Styles comes out, goes to attack Brian, Miz gets in the way, then Miz is attacking Brian, and Brian's attacking Miz, and AJ's attacking Brian, and Miz is attacking AJ. They're all a bit of a cluster. It finishes with a skull-crushing finale. And that's the end of Miz TV. It sets up the main event, though, which is AJ Styles versus The Miz. Um, actually, a few things we haven't mentioned. Before we carry on with the show, they've announced for next week's SmackDown two things. One I am excited for, one I am not. I'll list them. You tell me which one I'm excited for, which one I'm not excited for. Yeah. One of them is a WrestleMania rematch between Asuka and Charlotte. Yes. The other that, one that, That's is... the one you're excited for. Yes, it is. The other one is a rap battle between the New Day, the Usos, and the Bar. <laughs> yeah, but the rap battle, it's going to be funny either way. Remember the last rap battle? The last the New rap Day? battle was amazing, and I loved it. <laughs> it's just going to be a repeat of that, I think. I hope it's so. It's your I bit so. of fun. Which... Anyway, now it's Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy, because we have not seen this enough. Um, no, no, but... <laughs> 
The match, I, I really like this. <laughs> yeah, the match was quite fun, but that's not the main talking point. The main yeah. talking point is Samoa Joe has opened up his own bar, and he uh, takes time out of his working day to say mean things about Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh, no. This is a weird feud. Joe is... I, I can't say the word, but he's he's just a right... Yeah. Uh, naughty yeah. man. He's naughty a very man. Na- naughty man. Says the things yeah. that you shouldn't say because, you know, it's quite insulting to Jeff Hardy. Poor Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I hope Joe wins this feud because... Um, I, s- I saw, I think it was on Twitter this week, Joe hasn't won a pay-per-view match since he came back from his injury. This entire year, he has not won a single pay-per-view match. It's quite impressive. But no one notices, because he's so good. I know. Like, he comes back and you just like, you know that Joe's going to be entertaining. His promos are just frigging spot on every single time. And also, the Kokita Clutch is maybe, on the main roster... Apart from the yes lock and the calf pressure, it's the one where if someone gets put in the cookie to clutch, you're like, oh my god, he's going to tap out straight away. This is the end. Yeah. They've done a really good job with that, even though he doesn't ever win. Which is just. It hardly ever uses it now, either. No. He, like, I think that's the magic of it, though. Like, he only uses it when he's going to win, unless yeah. he's facing AJ Styles. But I think he might win this feud. I hope so, anyway. Um. Anything more to say on this before we go into the main event? No, I, it was just really entertaining. Good stuff. Uh, AJ Styles vs. The Miz is the main event, with Daniel Bryan on commentary. Yes. Let's skip to the good bit, because Daniel Bryan gets asked how his how he thinks his daughter would feel knowing that he had to kick AJ in the balls to win the title. And Daniel Bryan re- uh, replies by saying, I hope my daughter kicks tons of men in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was just right. He's right. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Also, the match in the ring was really good. AJ versus Miz put on a good match. There. Match ends with AJ putting in the calf crusher. Miz tippy taps out. So that's the end of the match. Yeah. He uh, AJ is attacked by Brian, who uses the heel hook, which he used quite a bit on Big Cass when uh, he first came back. Kind of went away a bit because everyone loved the yes lock. I think the yes lock may go now. Yeah. He. I don't know, he used it against Brock, and he used it against AJ to win the title. Well, he didn't know he didn't, he used the knee to win the title. But he used it against Brock, definitely. But if he replaces that with a heel hook now, I'm all on board. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I like the heel hook. Also, their match at TLC, is it an actual TLC match, or is it just one-on-one? I think it's one-on-one. Okay, it's because I'm match. thinking, if it was a ladder match, him attacking the leg would be really good because you can't climb a ladder if you have a bad leg. Ah, yes. But, um... I, I don't think it's a TLC match. No, neither do I. But anyway, good stuff anyway. I really like Daniel Bryan. He's been like, yes, oh, I know how to hurt you and I'm he, going to do it. He ripped a new one out of Byron Saxton on commentary. <laughs> the whole commentary table went silent. <laughs> don't insult Byron Saxton. <laughs> oh, well, God. Even Corey Graves was shocked. <laughs> Uh, there was something we didn't mention on Raw. Uh, it was a comment by Corey Graves. Oh, was it about the Jedi? <laughs> when, when did Charlie become a Jedi? <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Yeah, Corey Graves is a good guy. Yeah, I like him. But there you go. That is Raw and SmackDown this week. James, which show was better? I think um, 
well, it's it's not really much to think about, really. I shouldn't be thinking. No, it's because not. Because I already know the answer. No. It's SmackDown. Yeah. Like, 100%. It is SmackDown. Uh, but more importantly, and probably a bit more difficult, actually, I don't know. You know, this is the first week in a while. I have no idea who you're going to say. Ah. Who was the rest of the week this week? <clears throat> well, I going into this, I didn't have a clue either. Until reviewing it now. And it was definitely going to be a SmackDown person, because... Yes. It's just friggin' obvious. Um, <laughs> looking at SmackDown. Um, I'm going to give this week to Daniel Bryan. Because Daniel Bryan, his character now is fantastic. I want yep. to see more of it. <laughs> yeah. So he is the wrestler of the week this week for his... He's just on commentary, on his promo with The Miz, and, and with his interference in the main event. It was just great. Loved it. Yeah. Can't wait. Never doubt Brian. Hashtag. Oh, dear. Uh, is next week the last uh, Raw and Smackdown before TLC? Yes. Okay. All right. Right, so next week is the go-home shows to TLC. We will also have our TLC predictions, as long as I remember to upload them this time. Um, but until then, it's been good. It's been great. Yeah. What's that to say now? It's goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>